I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. And I'm Phil Rickaby. I'm a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And this is The Introvert's Guide to. On the Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your ratings and comments help new people find this show, but even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that you think might like The Introvert's Guide too, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. I have a question for you. Okay, I'm good. I'm good for you. The question, give it to me. Yep, yep, it's, yep. It's usually you asking. It's my turn. I usually ask the question, Jess's but this time, this Jess's time to shine. What was one good thing you did for yourself last week? Uh, last week. Mm-hmm. Oh, a little heads up about this question <laughs> would have been, been nice. Put me on your the way. spot. Mm-hmm. I would have to say that uh, something that I did that something good I did for myself was allowing myself some some brain off time at the end of the day, some video games, just some time to sit down, turn off the brain and just relax a little bit. Mm, very nice. How about you? What did, what What's something good that you did for yourself? I decided and see, I came in prepared. For my own question, it was great. Of course you did. Of course you did. It's your question. I'd be really disappointed if you didn't. I know, right? I don't know. No. Uh, the one good thing I did for myself, and I actually did it four days in a row, is I started drinking water first thing in the morning, not coffee. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Not coffee. Not coffee. In fact, Phil, room temperature water. I don't know who you are. Do you remember that time we did a, a hosting, uh, staying at someone's house, being a house guest, and we had, I think we had like a good 45 seconds of silence when we thought of the notion that someone didn't have a coffee maker. Yes. <laughs> yes, I recall this, which is why yeah. I'm baffled. It's just... It's, it feels so much better to start my day. <laughs> so listeners, Phil and I just started seeing each other video. We're video recording now with this and just seeing the pure discomfort of Phil's face is everything. <laughs> I just need to understand. So you went, so Purposely. for how many years have you started your day with coffee? Oh, geez. It's, it's been 
it's been oof, just under 10 years now. Yeah. After and, and after all of that, you want to betray coffee like this? For room temperature water. I am... What have I done to you? I don't know. I'm sorry. I I, if I'd known this is the way the conversation was going to go, I don't know. I needed to kickstart us. Okay. <laughs> so my question to you, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. is... Is that part of your morning routine now? Yes. Are you are you going to are you is this is this it you're a water in the morning person now? You're not a you're a non-coffee person, you're one of those? I'm one of them and I was half expecting a are you sure? <laughs> um yeah, no, I'm I am a water person in the morning now. I have betrayed you. I'm sorry and it's been lovely recording the introverts guide. This is the last episode you. of the introverts guide too. It's, <laughs> it was. It's, yeah, this is it. Rest in peace. We are done. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> okay. So, um, what? Okay. So, mm-hmm. there's like two two questions here that I could go with, and one of them is, and it's not what were you thinking? No. Um, the question is. Up until you made this change, mm-hmm. what was your morning routine? Um, that's the thing. I didn't have one. It was, I would drink my coffee and I would skip breakfast and I would just move through the day, not present, not really grounded. And I think the choice to switch up what I drink first thing in the morning became it became a reflection of what I was doing to prepare myself for the day. So drinking the water first thing in the morning, it, it has proven health benefits. It's great for aiding digestion. It's it's great for just kickstarting your mind first thing in the morning. And it was different. You know, like I said, I've been drinking coffee first thing in the morning for almost 10 years now. And I think it was just, it was time to kickstart my mind into a different place then. So when you say that you didn't really have a routine, what what did you do? You you got your coffee and you just sort of like walked out the door or what did you? No, I roll out of bed. I, like, it's just, I never took time for myself in the morning. It was, you know, I don't wear makeup. So I would just make sure that my teeth are brushed, hairs pulled back. I'm, I've got clean clothes on. I'm ready to go. I shower at night. I'm not a morning shower person. And so I think it was the lack thereof of having the time to just settle into my day, warm up to it. Usually that would be nice with a cup of coffee, but having the physical benefit to it, as well as the mental health benefit to it, I think it just went nicely together, hand in hand. Jess, could I share with you my morning ritual? Oh, I'm ready. So I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I start the coffee going. Mm. I then make my bed. By the time I'm done making my bed, the coffee's ready. And so I, I get myself a cup of coffee and then I sit down on my big comfy armchair and I start reading. Now, I'm not reading books. I'm reading. I have a, 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 a feed reader that brings in stories from all of the websites that interest me. And I just sit for about 45 minutes to an hour and I read essentially the news, nerd news, city news, all of that sort of stuff. And then 
I have a shower, and then I go to work. But you see, I have always given myself enough time in the morning to be able to enjoy my coffee and then sit and take time for myself before I start the day. And that's my morning ritual. That's lovely. That's lovely. I love that you, I love that there was just a bit of shade with that starting the coffee in the morning. I don't know what you're talking about, about shade. Hey, hey, that no, no, I Would I throw shade your way? That's a loaded question. (laughs) That's a loaded question. (laughs) Out of the, how long have we been doing this podcast? Our little Mm -hmm. rapport we got going on. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. lovely. Mm -hmm. It's lovely. Can I say though that, can I just say that, that having that morning ritual, that's not something that I have always done. I've done it for a number of years, but before that, I was really more of a wake up, have coffee. Like, you know, if I had to be at work at like nine, I wake up at like seven 30, quickly drink a coffee, have a shower and then get out the door to work. That's how I operated. And then I tried waking up earlier and taking time with my coffee and, and like letting my brain wake up and things like that. That's that's what I did. Was there something that told you you needed a better routine, like external, internal forces that said, you know, something I need to have my morning to me? I think for me, it, it, it a lot of it was so for a while I had cable. I don't have cable anymore. I'm one of those people. But um, I. Uh, I would sit, I might watch like the, the, whatever the morning news show was for a little while, but that was really just a matter of like marking time and drink the coffee and then go have the shower. I was very dissatisfied with the way the day was going that I did not, that when I woke up and went off to work, I felt like my brain was starting to operate as I was leaving the house or as I was on the subway rather than than having some time to to slowly wake up to so that when I got to work I was operating um I felt like my job at the time needed me and it still does um needed me to be awake and and functioning not to arrive at work still waking up which I some coworkers often did oh yeah like I think for me Having, I, you know, when I didn't have a job that I necessarily liked, I didn't really see the point in waking up in a good mood. I felt like I was setting myself up for failure at that point. <laughs> By waking up in a good mood, you were setting yourself up for failure? Oh, like, I mean, coming in, I already knew I was going to be in a bad mood. Like, it's like one of those, you know, you say it, you know, you're going to, you're going to feel that way. It's not healthy. Like, it wasn't good. <laughs> I'm not a poster child here for like, you know, mental health, but Hmm. it certainly was more self-harm, not giving, not giving myself that fighting chance in the morning. Coming into a job that I do like, I started to reflect on what I was carrying into the office with me. Was I... Like, did, did I have, again, that nice morning coffee to myself after my water? <laughs> did I, did I have that morning coffee to myself? Did I, um, it, it, I'm still not even really clear on what my, my morning routine really is. I, you know, I used to incorporate the news until I started, oh, not taking in social media first thing in the morning. 
that was another thing I huh. had to start doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Had to start doing that, make, checking myself there. That screen time report was jarring. <laughs> As not, it often is. Ooh, yep, not good. Um, I wanted to start making sure that whatever energy I was bringing into the day was one that I was, I felt good about sharing to my coworkers. And that definitely comes on me to make sure I'm prepared for the day. And I started to realize that routines are making the positive ones are not easy, but they're so worth it in the long run because they build such a mindful foundation for ourselves. Right. And I think just bringing it back to our show for the introverts guide, I think introverts, we, we do have a routine for ourselves already. I think it's just trying to mix it or make it work with our self-care, make it work with our recharging, get us ready for the day, get us ready for the week, the month, what's expected of us, right? As an introvert, what has having a morning routine given to you? A sense of self and presence. I'm mindful about my day and my expectations. If it's a very busy day, I have had time to remind myself of what needs to get done and what are the added things I'm putting onto my plate that may not necessarily need to be there. So part of my waking up now is going to my calendar and I have a very big calendar in my living room. I I live off of that. I don't use my phone calendar. <laughs> I, I just can't, I can't do it. Um, Having that calendar and going there and knowing what's expected of me for the day has set me up for more success because I'm able to focus on those things that matter most for the day, not the things that matter two weeks from now or the things that are pressing for me to get done tomorrow. It's being present in the moment, making room for the important things. For me, once I started having a morning routine, it became. Uh, really the basis for making sure that my day went well. The days that I have not been able to and sit and have a coffee and, and, and do my, my morning reading have been uh, terrible days. Each and every one. Each and every one has always been terrible because suddenly uh, everything is off. My, I haven't had time in the morning. I've barely had time for coffee. It's been a rush. It's all this stuff. It's just it's a terrible way to start the day. So I think back to the way that it used to be that I was a get up, shower, drink some coffee as quickly as possible, and then get out into the world. It was kind of a terrible way for me to start. (laughs) I do feel more grounded having that morning ritual. Yeah. And I think just as important as a morning ritual is our evening rituals. The, you know, for me, it is, it is, I, you know, Sometimes I lay in bed and I forget to put my water out on the counter. If I don't set my water up first thing in the morning, I tend to not drink that water. And I do notice my mood change. I notice that the caffeine maybe wasn't setting me up the way that water would have set me up. Is that disdain I see in your face? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. There's there's not disdain. I'm insulted that you would see disdain on my face. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, it's I disgust. Take it back. <laughs> oh, that's no. what it was. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> We're going um, back to it. <laughs> what? You, just out of curiosity, um, what? Aside from making sure that your water is mm-hmm. out, what are the other parts of your evening ritual? Meal planning the night before, even if that's just jumping onto um, my. I'm a my fitness pal person. I, if I'm jumping on there and I'm just making sure I'm covered for what I'm eating, that takes a load off of my plate. Um, I'm a big planner, but on that same note is I have to make time a half hour before bed to consume something meaningful to me. So part of that is maybe taking in a half hour of a podcast that I enjoy, uh, or just a a small chapter of a book. It's, it's a half hour of something intellectually stimulating right before bed. I am somebody that can sit up with anxiety all night. And I can sit and think about something I did four years ago that's super embarrassing. So it's better just to think about something that turns my mind on than to sit and think about something that's not true, that a fear that shouldn't be lingering in my mind. You know, I find that for me as an introvert, the thing that I get from having that slow morning Mm -hmm. before I go out into the world and before I go to work is making sure that I have charged my introvert batteries for interacting with people at the beginning of the day. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't, when I don't do that, not only am I just, I'm setting myself up for a terrible day. Like if for some reason my alarm doesn't get a, go off because someone forgot to set it or something like that. That's happened maybe twice in the last 10 years. But whenever it happens, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, what a luxurious way to wake up. And all of a sudden you have that moment of like, oh my God, my alarm didn't go off. What time is it? Oh shit. And then you've got to run around. <laughs> I feel like I am overwhelmed by the rest of the day and dealing with people. So that sort of has always um, set up for me the importance of, of having my morning time to get ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two things to that uh, I just want to add is during the pandemic, I have felt on just not ready to socialize with anybody. And I think that was a big Kickstarter for me is realizing that at some point I do have to socialize. So you should probably be ready. But, and the second part of that is when we weren't in lockdown, when we weren't in this incredibly different era of time, I would be socializing with somebody at least once a week, whether that be with you or with a family member or just work in general, meeting somebody Mm -hmm. I still needed to have, and I think this was lacking before for me, is I still needed to make sure that during the week I was creating a ritual for myself in that recharge time. Going to work still takes up your battery. You know, going, commuting, I found I found was even draining sometimes, just having to, even like small conversations being made, it was a tad draining, um, which which sounds not the greatest, but it's, it's speaking my truth. Yeah. I think think looking back, I could have afforded to make sure that I allotted, okay, Wednesday nights are absolutely is just me. It's just me, nobody else. I think I would have been more prepared for spur of the moment spontaneity, knowing that I was covering myself throughout the week. Yeah. It's sometimes good to know that there's a one day in the week that's that's yours 
for your own thing, especially if you're busy outside of these COVID times. The other thing that I think is important and we often forget is, you know, it's important to have some kind of recharge because even though we're not physically around people, if we're in some kind of industry where we're doing a lot of, of video meetings, whether it's on Zoom or some other platform, those are more draining than in-person meetings ever were. It takes more. Your attention works in a different way. They take more out of you. And if you have to do a bunch in the day, that's way too many. So get it, doing what you have to do to prepare for the day is super important. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, like Zoom meetings all day, you're locked in one space. And you're in this mindset that you're, it's like I'm bringing all of this, all of these things that just drain me into my space that's supposed to recharge me. So do you find that when you were working from home, you had to find ways to recharge a little differently now that you were working at home? Yeah, that was really important was to to find, make sure that I could set up in an area that was specifically for work or to set up an area that 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 felt different from where I was going to relax in the evening or, or something like that. Like you can't, put your workspace in the same exact place where you are also lazy. Mm. It's going to do two things for you. One, it will prevent you from relaxing in the evening because you'll still be trying to work, but it will also not encourage you to work because you're in the place where you're lazy. Um, so I had to to find a space to to be the workspace. Are there, are there other rituals that you... Um, that you that you have it's funny you ask i am the master of pouring a bath the master okay. and it's a ritual it's a ritual mm-hmm. now this is my this is my um in case of a mer- emergency break kind of ritual if i've had it's i only take a bath every so often i unfortunately live somewhere where there is no soaking bathtubs so Wow. <laughs> not not the greatest, but there this ritual is it's strictly for me and it's a it's very popular. Um but it's it's quiet time and I find it very difficult to make my mind quiet. I find that my mind gets very loud sometimes. So bath time is quiet time and it first starts with I clean my bathroom from top to bottom. It is clean. I know that I have done my job. I have done, it's supposed to be symbolic of knowing you've done your responsibility. You've done your due diligence today. The bath is, it's Epsom salt. It's lavender, frankincense, a whole bunch of essentials in there. It's great. And I get to go and pick out my wine. I get to go and pick out a nice small bottle of wine. Oh, yes, yes. And I pick out a bath bomb as well to go with it. No candles, but very dim lighting. Because I'm too scared of candles near the bath. So are you kind of like, there's like, it's almost like you need to, you're, you're a, uh, uh, you're like choosing the right, the right bath bomb to go mm-hmm. with the wine. You're kind of like a bath bomb sommelier. I'm a little, I'm a connoisseur. I've I've gotten some charmed aroma <laughs> once or twice. I may have a bath bomb waiting now. Who knows? I don't know. 
<laughs> but yeah, like it's those little things that are important to me that I know that when I'm overworked, I have a routine. I have, and it, that routine has turned into a ritual. I, it's my, it's my little pat on the back of you've done a good job. Go, go have some quiet time. And sometimes I'll listen to music, headphones. Other times I've sat in the bath and I've just listened to thunderstorm sounds or whale noises, anything aquatic, really. Sometimes it can be cliche when you're talking about running your bath, but when you remember that it's meditative and it's, it's for you, it really does help with your day. Now, again, I do have to shower right after a bath because sitting in bath water is not not ideal to feel to feel clean like I'm I'm, I'm just gonna say it <laughs> you've been sitting there sweating it out you don't feel take the bath to feel clean you take no. the bath for relaxing and then you feel clean after the shower absolutely I shower it off I, <laughs> it's just better I think it's better for you than to okay. sit with your pores open and you know <laughs> You're learning um, so much about me. <laughs> I'm learning so much. I would encourage any introvert, but not just introverts. If you're hmm. an extrovert who lives to this show, listens to this show or an ambivert, um, I'm sure that you have rituals that you do. But if you don't, think about finding a routine for your morning or your evening or something that you can do during the day. Just some routine that helps. And it doesn't have to, like, sometimes I think when we talk about routine, some people are like, I'm not going to schedule my entire day down to the minute. And that's not what we're talking about because I can't do that. Just some routine in the day that helps you center and prepare for whatever comes next. That's actually a really good point to bring up too is there's a sense of privilege when we discuss routines and um, creating healthy habits. There was a checklist that was floating around on Facebook that bothered me a bit. And it was a, um, it, this isn't necessarily just for introverts. It's any, like any mental health related issue. It was when you're feeling depressed, here's your checklist, go grab yourself a glass of water, go change your sheets, go have a shower. And to me, I think that really ignored that when I'm depressed, I'm not thinking about getting up and having a shower. I can't muster up that energy mm-hmm. to do it. When we discuss routines, you have to do what works for you. And sometimes that's trial and error. Although I plan mm-hmm. and I think about my stuff the night before, not everyone can do that. Not everyone can block out their day and schedule it out. Not everyone can run a bath the way that I can, or no, someone else can't, uh, can't, you know, can't have water first thing in the morning. It's trial and error for your routines. But remembering that, you know, not everyone wants to do yoga first thing in the morning. That was a popular thing that was online that I found that everyone was saying, try a half hour mm. of yoga. And that's not something everyone is able to or wants to do. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing routines wrong. No, and I think that it's important to think about the fact that there isn't a, a right way or a wrong way to, to have a routine, whether it's a morning routine or an evening routine or whatever that is. Um, and it you can't do something just because it works for other people. You have to think about what is it that makes you feel good and what is it that, that you uh, need at the start of the day or the end of the day. 
for example, some people, um, you know, if if it's your habit to, I don't know, be scrolling TikTok uh, right up until you go to bed, and then you find that you have trouble sleeping, maybe you need to separate yourself from your screen for thirty minutes at the end of the at the end of the day just to 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 relax your brain, do something else, read. Um, I don't know. I find, and this is sort of like a more a, a mornings on the weekend thing, is I don't have a fireplace in my apartment. Uh, my girlfriend and I usually start our mornings on the weekend by finding a nice fireplace on YouTube and just have our morning coffee read and have like a the video fireplace that goes for three hours or whatever, just just there while we do whatever. And it's quite a wonderful way to like spend a Saturday morning. That's incredibly sweet. That's I uh, I just kick Steve out of bed and tell him to go make me some coffee and he does it. Wow, that's <laughs> you are a romantic. <laughs> that's my love language. That's my, that's my your love, love language is kicking your husband out of bed to make yeah. a coffee. I know. The thing is, my love language one of one of my love languages is making coffee for my girlfriend. So I wake up and I make some coffee in the morning. That's that's how we get started. So she doesn't have to kick me out of bed to make coffee. And maybe um, Steve should learn how to make that one of his love languages and have such a (laughs) rude awakening on a weekend morning. I know, right? (laughs) I know, and like some, I don't know, like I. I'll make coffee for him sometimes, but there's just something nice when he does it. It's nice. It's a good ritual. A good ritual for him to make you coffee, yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Good ritual for me to just stretch and just push him out of bed. And this is a comfy bed, so I don't blame him. I don't blame him. (laughs) And I'd just like to add another note into this discussion is let's – one thing I had to be very clear of with myself is that there is a difference between – habits and routine. And there was an and I'm reason why I say that is because if you're developing a habit, you have to remember that it starts with a foundation. And that foundation is your routine. And I found this little article on Nest Labs, and it's about the differences between habits, routines and rituals. And the one part that highlighted and punctuated the, the point is the main difference between habits and routines is how much aware and intentional you are. A habit usually manifests itself as an automatic urge to do something, often triggered by a particular cue. The stronger the connection between the trigger and the habit, the more ingrained the habit. Both habits and routines are regular and repeated actions, but habits happen with little or no conscious thought, whereas routines require a higher degree of intention and effort. So point is, is that if you are trying to develop those healthy habits, like not watching TikTok before you fall asleep, or you're trying to floss more before bed, whatever it is that you're trying to do to better yourself is it starts with your routine. And it starts with the mindfulness of doing that action, as opposed to just saying, I'm going to go to the gym for four days out of the week starting next week. That's not how your habit is going to be formed. Take it easy on yourself. If you don't develop this routine right away, it is so unique to you. It's a discovery. Go easy on yourself. Be be kind and 
be mindful about those habits you want to build. And how are you going to build that? Jess, can I ask you a question about habits? Sure. And the question is, um, did you did you find that your morning coffee during the week was more of a habit than a ritual? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was, it was more of the, um, I just need to have this because this was, this was when I worked at a job I didn't like. I need to have this coffee if I'm going to get through today. When, when we started this podcast, I was working a job I did not like. And not having my very large two cream coffee was was barbaric it was a nightmare i'd be i'd be late for work i'd be late and i'll be still walking in with my large coffee because it was important that's not a good habit no years ago when i smoked cigarettes that the, the coffee-cigarette combo was very much a habit. They complement each other so well. <laughs> and in the morning, I could not have one without the other. I find that now my the routine in the morning is is more intentional than, than that, those were. Those were habits that sort of like went hand in hand, one led to the other. But, but sitting down with my coffee and doing my morning reading is, is definitely something that's intentional that I mean to do and not something that just sort of happens in those few minutes before a shower. Yeah. Now it's, it's starting to become habit with water in the morning. It, it has absolutely become a habit to go to the fridge uh, just before I go to bed, take out my water, get it ready and go. That feels habitual now. And it wasn't just last week where I was doing this. This has been like, you know, where I did my four days in a row. It was, I actually started this a long time ago and I've noticed, I've noticed a great change in in the best of ways from this habit. And I've noted, I've started to reflect on maybe some other bad habits that I picked up. Like, yeah, like uh, when I did as well, used to smoke. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking about that. Or when I would crack open a beer right after work. Mm-hmm. It's uh, too many times in one week. That's not a good thing. Or maybe some emotional eating I used to do. <laughs> so it's it's a big whirlwind. Absolutely. There's all kinds of things that we, that we ha- do or have done that are not intentional, not really rituals. They're not necessarily good for us. They're just things that we've done. Maybe it makes us feel good in the more in the moment, um, or maybe it's just like, like if you're the kind of person who cracks open a beer at the end of the day, are you thinking about having that beer, or are you, do you just like you go home, you reach in, you get it, you sit down, you're drinking it, and there's no thought to it. It's just yeah. like it's just there. Exactly. Like it's not even like a beer that I appreciate the taste, and I just want to have like a good IPA right now. It's mm. no, it was the same. Budweiser, the same, you know, and then it was a Milwaukee at one point, and and then it was Paps at another time. And it was, I just, I don't, when I can't appreciate something that I love so much, and I can't, I can't balance it in moderation, there's an issue there. 
Hmm. There's an issue. Yeah. 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 And that's it. That's not good. And, you know, bringing it back to just the theme of introversion with us and anyone else who's listening. One bad habit that my introverted friend was talking to me about last week when I told her we were going to be working on the show was I have a really bad habit of saying yes to every social occasion. And now she's starting to work on a habit now. I've her and I have reflected on that. She has started to build the habit of saying, let me think about it and actually give herself some time to think about it because it was habitual to say yes to everything. And I think now she's starting to reflect on how she builds her own habits, how she builds her own routines that work for her as opposed to working for everybody else. So that was big. I mean, one of the things about saying yes to things, which is hugely problematic, is that it's it, it sort of stems from people pleasing and not wanting to to disappoint people there's all kinds of reasons for for always saying yes to things and it it may be that 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 some kind of routine can help you to avoid that maybe your routine if you're per, like if you if if you are somebody who's saying yes to things after work build a routine for after work that that becomes that becomes a habit. It becomes a necessary part of your day, but it could be something that that prevents you from saying yes to things right after work. It allows you to go home, and 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 take some time for yourself, and prevents you from saying saying yes to something. And also, you know, if once you go home, and you sit down for a bit, maybe going out and doing something doesn't feel like such a great idea. It, it might be that that's not what you need. That's right. And being mindful to that is eye-opening and it the self-awareness just grows from there. And then next thing you know, you really do start saying yes to those big, meaningful social interactions. You start weeding out the ones that just aren't so important, the ones that don't add anything. It's filler. Mm-hmm. And when you yeah. see how much filler you have, that's a lot of fluff. That's not a lot of substance. So did we learn anything? I learned that, first of all, I deeply offended you. <laughs> I have I have scarred my friend, like co-host and friend. <laughs> Phil. <laughs> fine. He's fine. fine. He's fine. He's fine. <laughs> but um, I have learned that I think I still have a lot more work to do when it comes to building healthier habits. But I learned something about myself is that I, I can, I can be mindful about my bad choices and mindful about my good ones, and I'm becoming better at creating a good distinction between the two. I'm I'm getting a better idea of doing these healthy habits because they are good for me. They're good for my longevity and they're good for the people around me because when I'm myself, I'm being there for ev- the people that love me and need me. So that's I think that's a better I like that version of myself more. I what I learned was actually taking some time and thinking about like, what does my morning ritual give to me? Because it, it has become a habit. 
So it's not something that I think about in terms of, of what do I get out of this? And I, I know how important it is, but to, to realize that it sets me up for each day to be, uh, to be ready for the day, to, to, to be awake, to be um, uh, present in the morning and with, you know, gets you ready for the rest of the day. Um, I hadn't thought about those reasons in quite some time. So uh, good to remind myself. And that's, I think, you know, what I learned slash reminded myself of.